Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Philadelphia! I'm talking about practice. World f-ing champions! Next question. All right, let's welcome in the Eagles Vice President of Player Personnel, Andy Weidel, the pride of Villanova football. And uh, Andy, this is your second draft in your position. How are you feeling this draft compared to last draft, especially now that you're back in the building? Right. Well, I think that's that's the main thing right there, John, is we're back in the building. And we had our meetings last week. We had some of our scouts in. And next week, we're going to have all of our scouts in the building for the draft. And that dynamic is something that, you know, you, you can't replace. It's just something being around each other, seeing each other, the body language, little looks here and there, little side conversations, you know, conversations you can have when you're in a room with each other or outside of the room, outside of the draft room. Um, those dynamics you, you can't replace. And we're really looking forward to that, having our scouts back in here. You know, there are ground troops, and they know these players better than everybody. And, you know, we're, we're building, a, building a connection right now. We're with our with our scouts and the new coaching staff and watching that evolve last week each day in meetings and uh, watch these guys they're just coming together for a common cause we're all pulling in the same direction right to get this team better get this roster better so that we're back in the playoffs where we're competing for Super Bowls each year and that was a great thing sitting back and watching it last week is how that started the build you could just see it the connection and the chemistry really start to evolve and develop and uh, you know that's that's the key. This is football. You know, we're a team within a team. You know, we're all trying to get better. And when you're all pulling the same direction and you're all for the, for the same goal and the, and the common cause, man, the sky's the limit and great things are possible. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. So, so you've probably heard a lot of noise out there about the whole collaboration with the departments with the Eagles. So how would you say it's going with owner Jeff Laurie, then you have your department, Howie Roseman, and all the coaches working together on this? I think it's going great. We all work together. You know, our goal, we come in every day, is to make our team better each one of us, and it's it's a privilege to work here and be a part of this, and it's a challenge, and it's competitive, you know, and yeah, there's pressure, but that's why you get in this business. You know, we're trying to get better. We want to compete, and we want to be at the top every year. You know, we want to get back in the playoffs. You know, we want this roster to be built, and we want to find players that fit, fit Coach Sirianni's program. So um, that's a challenge each day that we come in here, and we work together. Uh, we're all on the same page. We're all aligned, and we all want the same thing. 
So you have a, a new coaching staff compared to last year. How has it been different or any adjustment learning what they want, what kind of players they want on the field, and how does that affect your draft decisions? Well, the one thing that's great is that we're aligned with, with Coach Seriani and the players are like, guys that love the game, passion for the game, first and foremost. They're smart. They're tough. They're resilient. They can handle adversity. They have thick skin. You know, this is Philadelphia. You got to come in here and you got to be thick skinned. You got to be tough minded and mentally strong. We know that. Um, so we're aligned with that kind of player, that Eagle DNA we like to talk about here. So uh, it starts there. And then you just get in positions, you know, different things. Hey, I could use this guy this way. You know, I could use this player this way. And it's about being a good listener. You know, it's about being a good listener to the coaching staff. And that's how you get on the same page, our scouts and us with the coaching staff, and, and you get aligned. So uh, we're working towards that. I think we've had a great start, um, and we're looking forward to next week. You just mentioned kind of having that Philly toughness, and you need that out of the players. So i got to ask you, in this draft process, do you ask prospects about possibly being booed or taking the heat and pressure like that, how they would react? You know, there's different ways to go about it. Um, how do you guys – you know, I, I'll tell you what, I was – a long time ago when I, was, when I started out as an intern with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and there was a legendary scout, Bill Nunn, one of the greatest scouts uh, the league's ever seen. And he talked about he's, he's got six Super Bowl rings and he's going to the Hall of Fame. And he always talked about the one thing is how does a player handle criticism? How do they handle criticism? Find that out. You know, that mental toughness and their ability to handle that. And, um, you know, that's, that's something we try to dive into and, and get to the bottom of. Um, about each player. And, I mean, in, in John Harbaugh talked about in Baltimore, hey, these guys going to have thick skin. You know, we talked skin like an armadillo. They can handle criticism. You know, they can, they're resilient. When things go down, they handle a little adversity. They can dig themselves out, and they can keep going, and they can keep staying in the fight. One of the biggest questions I get from Eagles fans over the last couple of weeks is, why did they trade from 6 to 12 when you have that opportunity to get a player at 6? And how much did you guys wrestle with possibly getting a perennial pro bowler at six or a future hall of famer compared to maybe getting a first round pick next year and getting an extra draft pick and stuff like that. Right. I think, you know, there, there was conversations that were had and I think it was just an opportunity and uh, you know, the opportunity to get a first round pick next year and, and just more flexibility. So I think there's, there's a trust there, trust with our scouting staff, setting the board, you know, moving back to 12 in, uh, in this year's class but I think the main thing, it was an opportunity to give us more flexibility moving forward in the future. I heard Howie Rose. We still have 11 picks too, John, and that's, that's the thing. It, it's great. We're walking in the draft. I mean, I think this is the most picks that I've ever had uh, with the team going into a draft. So, I mean, there's so many opportunities here in, in this draft for us. And, uh, you know, the one thing we, we do is we talk about different situations. It's no different than situational football, right? You're going into a, into a draft. Hey, what about this scenario? You're prepared for this, you know, and, and we try to, to stay ahead of it and have discussions where, you know, different things may arise, different opportunities. So um, that's what we're doing right now. That's what we've been doing. And that's what we're going to continue to do leading up to the draft. And when you decide to trade back, do you also look at the level of players that you have? So when you look at six compared to 12, do you see a big drop off or no? Uh, you know, we keep those, those discussions internal, you know, but there was a comfort level, you know, moving back from six to 12. And uh, it, like I said, it was an opportunity. And, uh, you know, how we jumped at it. So um, credit to him. How many uh, blue chip players do you think there are in this draft? You know, time will tell, right? You can find you can find players at all different levels. That's what the, the history of the draft has shown. Everywhere from the first round to the third round, 
I mean, I, you know, you find Hall of Famers, you know, all over the place. Brian Dawkins is a second-round pick. Uh, you know, shoot, I, I've been around Damani Dawson in Pittsburgh, Willie Rofe in, in New Orleans, Jonathan Ogden. Um, you know, you can find guys at all different levels. So um, we're excited for this draft. And uh, like I said, time will tell uh, with these players what they become. When I asked Howie Roseman about the possibility of moving up uh, and, and things like that, he said he's already talked with teams about what it would take in compensation. Um, so when you go through the rehearsal of this draft and you go through everything, how many different possibilities do you think there could be with this draft? Well, you know, meaning, meaning, is... meaning, like, meaning like what happens in front of you, the first 11 picks or so. Right. That, that'll dictate it to us. All, all I know is you're going to have 12 names. Right. We're, we're sitting at 12 right now. And what happens in front of us is going to be out of our control. You know, there'll be discussions we have about what's good, what could happen in front of us and different possibilities. And uh, we'll be prepared on draft night. Obviously, this team has needs. So how do you and what kind of philosophy do you have when it comes to looking at the needs that you have and maybe the fits and, and weigh that against best player that's sitting there? Well, I think, you know, we're, we're going to take the best player available as always look we're, we're not we're not blind either we're 411 and one last year we need to get better you know we know that and we have different areas that we need to address um you know one thing that we know about this business also is that a position of strength can, can become a position of need real fast with with injuries and different circumstances so um we're going to do everything we can to strengthen this roster and get this team better and back to the level of play that uh you know that we know we know we've been to and uh, we want to deliver to our fans and to our city. What do you think when you look back at the last couple drafts or so, and when you talk about that need or fit comparable to best possible player available, have there been any instances where you uh, moved off of that? And have you learned anything over the last couple drafts? No, I just think you got to be prepared, you know, for opportunities that come up to, to better your team and, and uh, to give yourself more picks sometimes. And, um, you know, just being flexible. You know, draft picks are like currency. And the more currency you have, the more flexibility you have. And the more flexibility you have, the more opportunity. How much more challenging is this when you don't have the combine? And is there really limited medical information in some circumstances? Well, it's a challenge that every team, every, every team's in the same boat, right? So there's no combine this year. There's no East-West. But there was a senior bowl. Teams played uh, games this fall. So what we're doing is we're taking, you know, we're taking all the information that we were able to gather, right? And you're taking the evaluation of the tape, recent tape or tape from if it's an opt-out player from the year before, and you're taking all that, you're bringing it together, and you're finding a place for them on the board with their value for our team. So every team's going to look at these players differently through different lenses because they're in different situations. And at the end of the day, we're just trying to find guys that make our team better, that fit Coach Sirianni's program and, and what we're trying to build. I'm not sure if you hear the outside noise about Eagles fans and what they hope for, but a lot of Eagles fans are talking about a receiver or cornerback. Never going to ask you who you're taking or whatever, but I'm just asking, are there plentiful uh, receivers and cornerbacks in this draft? You know, it's, it's one of those things, again, that time's going to tell. We, there's, there's guys we're excited about. There's players, there's corners, there's receivers. Um, you know, there's good players in this draft, we feel. So we'll find out, see what happens on draft night. Um, with regards and how things fall. And, uh, you know, I know this, we'll be ready to strike and we'll be ready to execute. And, and the one thing about our fans is they're passionate, man. They're great. We have the best fans in the league. 
And there's nothing better than winning over at the link on a Sunday afternoon or a Monday night or Thursday night. And that place is rocking. We're playing winning football. We saw it in 2017. Uh, we saw the excitement there. We saw it in 18. We got going again back in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, we want to get back to the playoffs. We want to get back competing and getting the stand, getting this city fired up along with its fans. When you look at cornerback, receiver, or skill positions compared to linemen, can, can you tell me the tougher positions to make the transition from college to NFL and maybe the easier ones out of that group? I think every case, it's a case-by-case case scenario. Some guys can just come in and they hit the ground and they go. You know, a lot of it is, is uh, you know, intelligence, toughness, and, um, you know, what they've been through, you know, and willingness to come in and learn and hit the ground running and go. So I think it's a case-by-case case scenario, John. And, um, you know, that's just – I think it's a lot about it is the person and their makeup. But, you know, you were at Villanova playing line, playing on the line at Villanova. Uh, you have a, a degree in communications, I believe. So do linemen have an easier time? Is it an easier transition for offensive linemen? I don't know if it's easier, but the ones that can come in and do it, they're usually tough, they're smart, and uh, they're durable. And they can handle, they can handle adversity. You know, they've been through it. They're thick-skinned, they're tough-minded guys, and they hit the ground and they go. And they have a track record of doing that. So um, those are all good indicators for guys that come in the league and they play and they get going. So We talked about the unique year, and uh, you guys talked about on Zoom, you had to come up with creative ways uh, to get information or find out about these prospective draft picks. Rock, paper, scissors, uh, that was revealed. So are there any other gimmicks or games or fun exercises that you use to, to loosen it, but also, you know, find out who these guys are? Well, you know, Coach Ariani got really creative with that, and that was really cool to see. But I think with our, with our scouts and what we talked about is just is find a way. It's a relationship business, scouting, and the relationship, relationships you have at schools with coaches, people in football operations, support staff. Uh, those were really counted on this year. Those bonds that we had already – you know, we we had our scouts. We leaned on our scouts. You know, those relationships, we counted on those this year um, just because the scouts weren't allowed to visit schools in the fall. They, they were able to go to some games, but that in-person visit, it, it wasn't there this year because of the protocols. So we had to get creative and find a way, you know, and whether it was a phone call, a Zoom call, um, whatever you had to do to contact people and get the information, uh, that was the challenge. And uh, our scouts did an outstanding job. They went above and beyond the spring with a pro day coverage. Um, you know, they were out there, they're on the road uh, during a pandemic, you know, and, and uh, you know, they're, like I said, their families, them and their families, they were not immune to this. This touched our families, you know, and uh, our scouts directly, indirectly with family members and individually. And uh, these guys found a way they were tough. You know, they showed, they showed resiliency, they showed creativity and uh, they're ground troops. You know, they went in there, they're the foot soldiers. And uh, we're so proud of them and the work they did and so excited to have them come in here with our staff next week and help us execute this draft and find the Eagles and get our team back going and uh, back in the playoff mode and back competing for Super Bowls. A couple final quick questions for you. You were in Baltimore and you were involved with the drafting of Joe Flacco. Um, what does he bring into this Eagles team and how happy are you to be involved with bringing him back here to Phil? Yeah, we're excited to add Joe to our team, you know, I know, I know Joe just from my time with the Ravens, through scouting him at Delaware, and uh, Joe is a great competitor. He's a great teammate. He's a great person. Um, I think his track record in playoff wins it speaks for itself. He's a former Super Bowl MVP, 
And, you know, when you have a chance at a veteran like that with high football character, loves the game, um, that can still throw the football like him, you know, it was just, it was just an opportunity and, uh, to add to our team and add to the room. And I think he'll be great for the building. He's a local guy. And uh, I got a history with him and, and just so excited to have him here. And, and credit to Howie and Coach Sirianni and uh, for Joe for wanting to be here and, and getting this done. And just excited and, and looking forward to him getting him out in the field with our team and in the building and interacting and watching him uh, perform. And I know draft days and draft nights, they can be long nights. Um, you going to tap into that Nick Sirianni energy to get you through draft weekend? You know, I, I might, you know, gosh, that's contagious, you know, and, and that's what you love about uh, Nick is, is his authenticity and his energy and his love of the game and his passion. It comes through and uh, it, it, that kind of stuff is contagious and it, 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 you love it. You love being around it, you know, and it, it rubs off on people and, you know, you come in every day excited to go to work. You know, he's in here. He's in here putting in the hours doing the extra work and, and makes guys, and he's a connector. He's a natural connector. And that's the one thing we found out during the process of the interview process is how authentic he is and how good he is and real he is at connecting with people. And, and that's so critical, I think, in today's game. And it's going on right now. Like every day we come in here with the new staff, with him, you, you feel the chemistry building, you feel the connection building. And uh, we're just excited. You know, and he's a great guy. He's a great guy to work with and uh, looking forward to the future, looking forward to next week into the season. All right, uh, as we wrap this up, you know the NFL draft is just monstrous, and Eagles fans will be watching the draft. Do you have a recommendation for a draft snack? What is your go-to to get you through the draft and the weekend? Draft snack? I'd, I'd probably be, it's probably coffee. You know, probably just <laughs> the caffeine espresso. We got an espresso machine upstairs and just coffee, you know. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I do, you know, and just eat when you can. You know, but honestly, you don't eat too much because, you know, especially when the draft's happening, you want to be in there and be present and see everything that's going on. So we usually eat, after, eat afterwards and we eat well here. We got a, we got a great our, – our cooks here, man, they're the best. The, the staff we have here, the cafeteria, they're the best in the business. And uh, we're fortunate. They feed us well. We eat well here. And, uh, you, know, you know, next week it'll be great to, to have them and uh, get going with, with our scouts, have them back in here and all together. All right, Andy, we wish you the very best. We appreciate your time here that you took with us. Thanks, John. Who am I? I'm the greatest. Who am I? I'm so flagrant. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.